Hey Playa, welcome to a brand new episode of You Can Be Somebody Great. My name is Josh and I have a YouTube channel where I teach teens and young adults how to be their best self. Teach the values of confidence, compassion, and mindfulness. And that's something I want to bring over here to anchor for you guys too. So this podcast is going to be a Q&A format. You guys can send in questions. We'll answer them. I'll share a little bit about what I'm doing throughout the day. And we just overall have a good time here. So I want to start off with today's daily goal uh, because I think it's an important one. Today's goal is going to be to make time for something that you really want to do. A lot of times we carry throughout our days and say things like, well, I just don't have time to do that, or I don't have time to you know, uh, carry forward or talk to someone or whatever it may be. Um, we kind of prioritize things in our lives that keep us occupied rather than fulfill us. And I think that it might be the wrong way to approach things because it's easy to find things to occupy your time but it's a little bit more difficult to fit things that fulfill you within your day to day. And I think that'll bring you way more value at the end of the day. So try to look at your normal day and ask yourself, where am I spending time where I'm not truly being fulfilled? You know, are you watching TV just because you're bored and there's something on? Are you kind of just sitting around playing on your phone, browsing through Facebook because, you know, there's nothing else to really do or anything else that you want to do may require a little bit more energy than just scrolling your finger across different statuses. Try to be very mindful of where you're spending your time and then ask yourself, what are the things that you want to do and aim to do those. Make that a priority. Make time for the things that really matter to you. Hey, Josh. So um, I was wondering like, this is another follow-up question, follow-up thing, um, what if, like, I see someone, like, if I'm at a shopping center, or, or just somewhere, like, yeah, I'm just chilling, or, like, hanging out, or, like, 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 Disney, and, or, like, or, like, school, how can I, like, go up to them and like have a good conversation and 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 get the conversation to a point where we're comfortable talking and like we exchange like contact information hey Ryan that's a really good question how do you kind of get to that comfortable point in a conversation where you feel okay asking someone for their contact information so you can talk further with them. I think what that comes down to really is seeing how well you guys connect. So if you're talking to someone and you guys are connecting over anything, you're connecting over a movie you recently saw or you're telling them a story or they're telling you about their experience this summer and things that they did, a good way to kind of follow up and get the number and get a person's phone number or contact information to continue that conversation is to let them know right off the bat. Say something like, hey, I think you're a pretty cool person. Let me get your number uh, so I can text you and we can keep in contact. Or you can say something like, uh, you know, hey, I think you're really cool. How about, uh, let me know what your Instagram is so I can follow you on Instagram and we can chat there. You know, let them know that you appreciate them by saying, hey, you're cool. Hey, I think you're pretty funny. Hey, I think you're a pretty interesting person. And then follow up with something like, can I get your number, your Instagram, your Snapchat, whatever it is, and then say to do what? To contact you again, to make plans for the future to hang out, just to casually talk. So, you know, let them know that you like them for who they are, 
let them know where or how you want to communicate with them and let them know what you want to do once you get that information, how you plan on communicating with them. Follow those three steps, Ryan, and I think you'll be able to move into it a lot easier without that hesitation of, should I ask for the number? Should I ask for their Instagram? Is it going to be weird? As long as you let them know that you want to talk to them further because you think they're interesting, I think they'll be really okay with it. Hey, Josh, my sister wants to know what are some freshman tips that you want to give her? Hey, man, I think that's a good question. You know, uh, in some of the early episodes here on Anchor, I covered what's it like to be a freshman, what you can expect, and I'll just kind of briefly summarize that and give a few more tips. So when you start high school and you're starting as a freshman, it can be really scary because, you know, you're just interacting with new people, it's a new environment. There's a lot of new things to get used to, and that could be a little overwhelming at first. Um, but here's one thing I think in terms of making friends and kind of, you know, feeling more comfortable in the environment. I think the best thing that a person can do when they're starting as a freshman is, you know, when they're sitting in class, turn to the person next to you, introduce yourself because everyone else in that class is also starting for the first time too. So they're just as nervous as you. So by you talking to those people, you'll feel a little bit more relaxed because you'll start to say, okay, now I know someone in the class and they'll open up to you because they don't have anyone to talk to either. So, you know, it's a good way to kind of instantly jump into making friends, into meeting people. I think it's something that, you know, it can be kind of scary. The thought of it's scary because we're always afraid that we're going to get rejected by this stranger. But like I said, all these kids are in the same boat as you. They're starting fresh and they're hoping that someone's going to make them feel comfortable and they can make a friend. So why not jump forward and be the person who could be friendly to others? I think that'll help you start developing a sense of community in school. You start to meet people. And as time goes on, you'll understand how your classes work. You'll understand how to navigate around a school and it won't feel so overwhelming anymore. So I hope that's helpful. Uh, DeMarco, let your sister know. Um, Tell her to call in or you can call in forward. Let me know if, if there's any other questions or any other tips she needs. Hey, Jar. So um, I have this question. Um, how, if you're repeating like um, years in high school, um, like after your senior year and you and and like you're going back you're happy about, but you're happy about going you're fine with going back but but it's like the word like everyone might tease you or or just or like you won't be able to fit in because you're technically not technically not part of you technically um you just you already did your senior year how do you, um, how, how, what can I do? What can I do? Yeah. Hey Ryan, I think that's a really good question. How do you kind of go forward repeating the same grade without getting teased by kids or feeling like you're not good enough or anything, anything like that? Um, I think a good way to look at it is like this. You know, the reason why you may be repeating the grade is because, you know, you may need to just try a little harder to understand the material or maybe you didn't get it the first time around there's no shame in that you know everyone learns at different speeds at different rates everyone learns in different ways some people learn better visually they need to like see drawings and see things being done some people are more auditory meaning they they better they they perform better when they hear things and they remember things better when they hear it you know some people 
need to do things with their own hands to see. We all learn in different ways. So I think it's important to think about what type of learner you are. Um, if you're going back to repeat the grade, um, remember that you know there's no shame in that. There's no shame in, in trying to readjust how you learn and trying to find a way that learning for that grade works for you. If other kids try to make fun of you or they say things, they just don't understand. They're coming from a place of, of lack of understanding and I think that's where it comes from. So, you know, anything that you, that's said to you, anything that you hear, just kind of brush it off and remember that these people don't understand they're carrying wrong perceptions and focus mainly on how you can perform better, how you can learn better, learn, figure out what type of learner you are. I was going to say learn what type of learner you are, figure out what type of learner you are because I think it'll help you excel even if you're repeating the grade over again. What do I do if somebody is bullying me that is older than me and I can't fight back? Hey, Ethan, thanks for sending in your question. I think it's a good one. You know, sometimes bullies pick on people because uh, they know they can do it and they know that they can get away with it, right? So if they're older or they're bigger, they know that it's going to be harder for the person that's smaller than them to kind of fight back, whether it's physically fight back or maybe even tell a teacher, tell a parent or anything like that. Bullies kind of play those mind games um, because they think they have control of the situation. And the best way to kind of fight back is to take control of the situation. Now, you may not be able to do that physically, right? You may be being bullied by someone that's a gigantic person and they can kick your butt if they tried. So that might not be the best approach, but you can fight back by, um, by choosing choosing how you're going to approach the situation and not just allowing it to happen to you, right? So if a person is saying mean things to you, if a person's pushing you or shoving you or just physically being mean to you, try to think, who is it that you can tell? Who is it that you can share it with that will help make this stop, right? Focus less on how do I get this bully to go away and focus more on how can I bring this up to someone? Maybe it is a parent, maybe it's their parent. Maybe you can find a way to contact their parents. You know, maybe it's a teacher. Who is it that you can speak to about it that will help bring this problem to a close? Try to find that person, because generally, no matter how tough bullies are, there's always someone that they're afraid of as well. And if you can reach that person that they're afraid of, whether it's a principal in school and they may get expelled, that might be terrifying to the bully. Whether it's their own parent, they may be terrified of what their parent will say or do to them. So try to think about that. Um, and the best thing you can do is that bullies sometimes feed off of fear. So if they see that you're afraid of them, if they see that you're reacting to them, then they're gonna be more intense. They're, gonna, they're just gonna bully you harder because they know they're getting a response from you. If there's any way possible for you to kind of treat the way that they they act towards you as if it's like it's just boring or it's stupid or it's just lazy in some ways so if the person is like calling you names you could just say dude you're just really boring you're really bad at insults say that if they're trying to be physical to you, you know, physical against you you can always say dude you don't have to prove your strength man to get it like move on go on dude if you 
if you kind of bring down the intensity of what they're doing, that might get them to feel like, you know, look, there's also a possibility it might intensify. They may feel they need to prove it more, but I think it may cause them to get bored because they see they're not getting a type of reaction from you and it's the reaction that they feed off of. So number one, try to find someone that you can talk to that can hopefully bring it to a close. And number two, try to try to minimize the the uh, the way that they're affecting you so that they see that there's no fun in it, no fun in bullying you. I hope that's helpful, Ethan. Uh, I'd love to get your thoughts back and I'd love to know specifically what your situation is. Maybe we could talk more detail about it. So I just put up a new video today over on YouTube. I'd love for you guys to check it out. Uh, the link for it's going to be the text here on Anchor, but I'll give you a quick rundown of what it's about. So a lot of people have already been going, oh my God, what? <laughs> the video is basically how to ask out your crush using a fidget spinner. Yes, you heard that correctly. How to ask out your crush using a fidget spinner. Now, let me explain. So when I was in high school, one of the big things that everyone was just going crazy over was yo-yos, right? Yo-yos back then were the fidget spinners of now. And I remember how I first got my, my how I got my first girlfriend essentially was I walked up to her and her friends and I asked them, what do you guys think about yo-yos? Now, yo-yos were popular at the time, and it was a perfect conversation starter for me to use. And I feel fidget spinners can be the same exact thing. I think you guys can walk up to your crush and simply say, what do you think about fidget spinners? Do you love them or you hate them? And you could spark a conversation based on that. In the video, I go into more detail. I explain how you could say things, what you should say, the, how to kind of navigate the situation when you're standing there in front of your crush and their friends, if your crush is alone, whatever it is, but how to use fidget spinners in conversation to actually talk to your crush and potentially lead to you guys dating. Check out the video. I'd love to know your guys' thoughts. Well, that's going to about wrap it up for today's episode. I think we had a great number of questions here today. Uh, a lot of fun ones, a lot of intense ones. And I think you guys just keep rocking it over here on Anchor. I'm really loving what you guys are sending in. I'm loving putting these episodes together. I think they're a lot of fun and I hope they're a lot of helpful. And, you know, we're building this archive of questions that we can always go back to. You can always go back and look at. People can always turn to for help. And I just think it's amazing. I'm really happy and excited for everything happening here on Anchor. I think it's a great platform and I'm really enjoying using it and listening to lots of people. I've been listening to, you know, tons of people, Roberto Blake and Sean Booty, Tim Schmoyer. You know, there's a lot of great people you guys should definitely check out on Anchor. They're putting out great content. And yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to those people before I wrap it up. And I also want to conclude just by saying, I know you have what it takes to be somebody great. You have the skills already. You just got to fine tune them and put them into practice. And I think together we can work on that. Take the things that we talk about on this podcast and try them out. See what works for you. Change it in your own way. At the end of the day, you'll be your best self as long as you keep moving forward and working towards being somebody great. So on that note, guys, I will pick this up tomorrow and uh, talk to you for tomorrow's podcast episode. As always, guys, love and peace.